This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Official Jets Podcast is presented by WinBet. Betting is a team sport. Bet together at WinBet. Eric Allen here at One Jets Drive the day after Christmas. Joined by the Mad Backer as always, Bart Scott in Parts Unknown. Bart, how was your Christmas? It was good. You know, Christmas isn't really for the dads. It's like a tiring day. But, you know, it's built for the kids. Our our parents did it for us, so it was good for us to do it for them. You know what I mean? I can see you still didn't have enough uh, Christmas eggnog. You know, how was it for you and the kids and stuff like that? See, I think mines are a little older than yours, so I don't have to wake up at 6 a.m. Oh, yeah, man. I'm just running on empty right now, but that's fine. You just keep on running just as long as you're moving. Yeah, like Dory, right? Just keep swimming. That's right. Okay, so let's go back to Christmas Eve. The New York Post ran an article. Brian Costello, Woody Johnson quoted as saying, my decision is to keep both Robert Sala and Joe Douglas, of course. I think we've made some very positive moves. The culture of the team is a lot better. Defense is better. The offense just needs a few pieces. Your reaction? I mean, we all knew that that was the case. That was the reality. There's no way that you go out and and Aaron Rodgers comes to you based on the people that you brought in, based on Sala, based on Joe Douglas. We knew that now if Aaron Rodgers would play it all year and it would look like crap, then you blow it up. But you don't even know what it looks like. And Hopefully you can be able to convince guys to come over and we'll see what the Aaron Rodgers effect is. Like I said before, we never got a chance to really see what the Aaron Rodgers effect was because he signed and the deal was done so late. So let's see if he if he has like that type of magnetic appeal to be able to attract, you know, people around the league that just wants to win championships. And when I say that, I mean hired guns. I mean come here and stack in the deck. You know, but it's gonna you know start with the draft and they have to do a really good job in bringing in um, some linemen and being able to fix that situation because that doesn't, you know, bode well. If you talk about any of the teams that's playing well and, and we give a legitimate chance to win the Super Bowl, it's teams with good offensive lines. The Jets have uh, enormous amount of work to do in that regard. All right, let's address Joe Douglas first. For my money, the Jets had a top five roster heading into this season with Aaron Rodgers at quarterback. I think. Woody's right. There are a lot of pieces in place, correct? Yeah, but I don't know if it was top five. Um, And it's because of the offensive line. When you think of it, you think about the Baltimore Ravens, you think about San Francisco 49ers, think about the Eagles, you think about the um, Los uh, Angeles Chargers as well. Um, You look at, you know, the roster. I would put them probably top 10, maybe, maybe 12 or something like that because Dallas has a tremendous roster. Buffalo Bills has tremendous roster. You know, but they have to go out and get some pieces. Now, what they do is when you think about the youth, if you put in the youth into that equation, you say, okay, well, some guys that are going to continue to develop, Quincy Williams, um, you know, stepping up, Michael Carter's playing at a high level. You think about Brees Hall. You talk about Bryce Huff. These are all guys that you drafted that weren't expected to play at the level in which they're playing at. So when you look at it in that regard, I would say that they were probably top 12 uh, in the league um, but in the pivotal places, they really have to find a way to keep guys like Vera Tucker have healthy. They have to try and hit on another 
they got to find another Joe Tipman. Um, they got to go out in, in, in free agency and try and see if they can improve this roster from an offensive line standpoint. To me, that's the glaring weakness, that and wide receiver. So when, 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 when you think about what they're talking about, how to improve this team, offensive line, you need three studs that you can put in there and, 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 and kind of fill those voids. And you have to definitely get a number two receiver because right now they don't have a number two receiver on this roster. I know you're really high at Joe Tipman and hopefully Elijah Vera Tucker comes back 100% because he is a great ball player and it makes such a difference when he's on the field. Let's talk about the advancements you've seen under Robert Sala. The first year, that was a uh, complete roster teardown. Obviously, last year you take a step win seven games this year. You went into the off season saying we need a veteran quarterback. They go out and get a four time NFL MVP. He goes down after four plays. With that being said, uh, defense, very good. One of the better units in the national football league. You've talked about what they need offensively, but what do you make of the way Salah has things working on the coaching side? I mean, I think you talk about the defense side of the ball. I mean, I think you look at, the dominance, and, and that's not even with a competent offense that they can play with the lead, right? They haven't been able to have them games like the Dallas Cowboys have had where they have the lead and then they can go out and hunt. They've pretty much been in tough ball games where teams had the option to be able to run the ball or pass the ball. They haven't been able to really have those games where teams are one-dimensional, where these guys can pin their ears back and just hit you with waves and waves of pass rush. You know, hopefully next year that'll change. Um, you know, one thing that I think the entire league has been put on notice is the fact that you have to have a competent backup. You see that with Jacoby Brissett coming back and almost bringing the Washington Commanders back. And before on the pregame show uh, that I do, I said that Jacoby Brissett would be my pick before the game even started. And he showed you the professionalism in which he can come in. And at age 31, who knows, maybe he gets a second chance to be able to get an opportunity to start, you know, once Aaron Rodgers uh, era has left and, and become one of these guys like Geno Smith that gets a rebirth late in his career because you know what you're going to get out of him. And when you have the other pieces around him like you do, you may be able to get away with not having a $200 million quarterback. What's in the water that Brees Hall is drinking, buddy? You're talking about a guy coming off an ACL last week against Washington in that win, nearly 100 yards receiving, nearly 100 yards rushing. And despite playing against Loaded boxes throughout the season. The guy's averaging close to four and a half yards per carry. Yeah, I mean, and that's the thing, right? You know, for the first time, they show commitment to Brees Hall, right? Brees Hall should never leave a game where he has less than 20 rush attempts and maybe 10 uh, pass attempts. Like, he should be the workload. The same way that Garrett Wilson gets that workload mm -hmm. and he gets 13, 14 attempts, you should also, you know, give that to him, much like, you know, San Francisco used McCaffrey. You know, I mean, you have to get this guy touches and if you can get him in space, you know, you see guys making business decisions because when he gets in space, he's hard to bring down. Not that he's some super elusive guy. He has that those gears that he can hit where he's, you know, maybe in, in, in third, but then he can go to fourth gear and really accelerate past a lot of people. So you have to you know, get him the ball in space and find ways to get him the ball and get him touches to wear the defense down. And I thought they did that. And I, that's what that's the benefits of what you see. Like the fact that he's a premier back in his league and be coming into the game, he only had 150 carries, right? He, he's a guy that should be way over that, right? We understand that the mark that we never want to get to with a running back is 400. We've seen the data on running backs, what happens to them the following year if they have 400 rushes. 
he should be somewhere around 250 right now. He's a hundred. He's a hundred carries short. What's his potential with Rodgers? Rodgers coming back, and again, you said, "Hey, listen, in the off season, he gets some more targets around Garrett Wilson." But specifically, Brees, what's his potential with a guy like eight back there? I mean, he should be a fourteen hundred yards uh, carrying the football, and then he should be sitting right there at like five thirty in pass attempts. And you look at it, that's 2,000 yards of productivity. You know, five hundred, five plus, you know, in the air and fourteen hundred. You know, on the ground. I mean, that's just a, a regular, you know, averaging slightly, you know, under 100 yards rushing a game. And, you know, you look at it like he should be getting at least 20 to 30 yards, you know, uh, receiving the ball, you know, with, with a guy like Aaron Rodgers, because you're going to get favorable matchups, because you're going to be able to slip him out and make him the hot route, because you're going to be able to get him, you know, on wheel routes and pick routes and things like that. So, I mean, when you look at it, to me, Brees, it's been a lot of comparisons of who Brees Hall is. I think Brees Hall is, you know, a prime, you know, Matt Forte in, in Chicago. We all know what that looked like. We often talk about receivers reaching 1,000 yards and say, hey, that's not a big accomplishment in today's league, 17-game seasons passing league. But can we give a ton of kudos out there to Garrett Wilson? When teams know that the Jets are going to try to get him the football and he's got a chance to get there this week against the Cleveland Browns, he's played with four different quarterbacks again this year. Yeah, when you think about it, you know, he gets the hardest 60 to 70 yards receiving out of anybody in football, and it's almost not fair to him, and that's why priority number one or priority number two has to be getting him at Robin. It has to be getting him somebody on the opposite side. We watched a, a great game last night you know, between two of the best uh, teams in football, between the Baltimore Ravens and the San Francisco 49ers. And when you look out there, you see Zay Flowers, who has a lot of the, the um, tools that Garrett Wilson has, maybe a little, you know, you know, because of his height, is a little bit more quick as far as getting the ball in his hands. But, you know, Garrett Wilson is electric with the ball in his hands and short passes as well. But he has, you know, Rashad Bateman, who's a first-round draft pick. He has Odell Beckham, who's a first-round draft pick. He has Nelson Aguilar, who's a first-round draft pick. And then, you know, when when healthy, you know, they have Mark Andrews on the other side. Then you go to the other side and you look at Debo Samuels, and you're like, okay, well, he has Brandon Ayuk. He has a guy like Kittles, right? He also has, you know, uh, you know McCaffrey, who acts yeah. as a receiver as well. So, like – it's, it's no secret, right? We, we're putting too much on Garrett Wilson to ask him to be Superman every play. And somebody has to, you know, step forward. And if it's not on the roster right now to say a guy can take the next step and graduate, then they have to go out and they have to get somebody that takes some of the pressure off of him because he's throwing and catching the ball into crowded crowded um, space and, and taking a pounding. And, you know, his body's not going to hold up, you know, for – five years at this pace with that being said how much do you appreciate his toughness and the physicality he plays with in that mindset he's a, he's a dog every time he's out there he never gives up on a play you rarely see him stepping out of bounds he's always trying to get that extra inch and then after the play I know you got to appreciate this he's in guys faces no, absolutely. I mean, I think you just saw, you see the competitive nature that he has, and we know what his pedigree is coming from a program in college in Ohio State that, you know, was always a contender to win a championship, and he has that championship mentality, and he's trying to get that feeling back. And um, like I said, we have, to, we have to do a better job in helping him. So, I mean, in my opinion, you know, outside of making some 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 cunning moves, maybe bringing Jordan Whitehead back or 
you know, signing Chuck Clark to a one-year deal. You know, they, they have to, you know, go in in the offseason where all the attention is paid strictly to the offense. Jets fans, we're in our final push and the clock is ticking. WinBet is giving you a golden opportunity to win VIP prizes for the 2023 season. The WinBet Green Room is the most exclusive space at the stadium with all-inclusive food and beverage, lower-level seats, and appearances by Jets legends and celebrities. New Jersey customers, all you need to do is wager at least $100 on WinBet Sportsbook or Casino. For New York customers, all you need to do is wager at least $100 on WinBet's Sportsbook. The best part? You get an entry for every $100 you wager. Do you like hearing those reports out of practice that Aaron Rodgers tearing it up playing scout team? And also, can you just speak to that roster move last week, activating him? Because I, I think much uh, was made of little, meaning that, hey, listen, the Jets just wanted him on the practice field. That's why he's on the active roster, and it made a lot of sense. Yeah, it makes a tremendous amount of sense, right? Because he 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 wasn't um, able, you know, because of the Jets being out of uh, you know postseason play contention, to be able to go out there and play and see it through. But you can continue to build and, and work, you know, on the on the on the football field. And I think a lot of people don't think didn't didn't realize that if you didn't put him up, he wouldn't be able to practice. Right. So a lot of people, that's the casual fans that don't really understand the business side of football. You can't fault them for that, but everybody within a football space understood what it was all about and why it was important. You mentioned Quincy Williams before. What's been the keys in terms of him becoming one of the most complete linebackers in the National Football League? And also, is this guy definitely a pro bowler? It's going to be tough, man, uh, because a lot of times when you think about the pro bowl, um, it comes down to record, right? And, and people, you know, see people in meaningful games, you know, who knows if Patrick Queen, because, you know, Patrick Queen and, um, you know, and Raekwon Smith gets in. Um, so it, it makes it tough from that standpoint. Um, I don't know who, what other linebackers are really going, but, you know, a lot of times he'll get in maybe as an alternate and then he'll be able to get in and play in the game and, and be able to be there with his brother. Um, he's earned the right and, and, and earned the fact, but traditionally in football, the year that you do it, you don't get in. You get in the following year, right? That's why guys like C.J. Mosley, who has the brand recognition as well, you know, may be the player that 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 keeps him out of the the Pro Bowl uh, because of the, the the brand recognition and the um, the ranking of the defense. But he's he's definitely uh, deserving of that award. I mean, he's played his ass off. You know, you have to um, really uh, applaud what he's done. But I, usually, how this works is. You know, they people look at the record, then they look at um, who's planning. You know, this is the year to get in because it gets only harder next year when you think about guys like Milano coming back who plays at a high level and, you know, CJ continue to play at a high level, Raekwon Smith, who's been a perennial pro bowler. But, you know, he just got to keep going about his business. And people got to understand that we all eat when the team has success. You know, you don't, you may have less, you know, he may have worse uh, – statistics next year but because the team is doing well get voted in but he should really take a ball and the Jets should be applauded for finding his diamond in a rough which was basically another man's trash that they made a treasure where has he gotten most improved and his 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 play recognition his um recognition and understanding um personnel understanding 
splits, understanding, uh, because it, it wasn't, it was never about what he could do in a run game. You know, we knew he was like a hit stick, you know what I mean, on that side of the ball, but, you know, really impressed with his man-to-man coverage, with his speed and his um, agility. But also for me, the hardest thing to do is to work well with others and being able how to pass routes and understand combinations and when you're being high low, when to carry and then drop and then find the other guy coming to your zone because guys do, th- you know, things, you know, teams try and give you what we call take the cheese. They'll put that cheese in front of you, get you step up, and you put a lot of stress on the safeties behind. He's done a great job in being able to play from high to low and pass the combinations. You know, I've talked about it a couple of times, you know, and this, I can think of numerous plays, plays that I've broken down where, you know, it's high-level communication. And that's yep. something when Styler first came in that the, that the team struggled with, especially on the back end, with dropping certain players and, you know, not having the communication and all seeing the big picture. You know, he sees the big picture. He should be applauded for that. Speaking about seeing the big picture, how about Sauce Gardner? Another game, another game without anybody getting anything done against him. What – is can you talk about him just being a technician? Everybody talks about his athleticism, Bart, which obviously he's rare in that regard. It, it, and he's cool, as, yeah, he's cool as, as that, but he's a linky guy. You wouldn't say that he was like the most athletic as far as shifty, he's just so smart, crafty. And I think no play, you know, uh, was a greater example of that than you know, him, you know, coming with Scary Terry on, on the scramble drill, right? That's the patience. That's that's anticipation, that's uh, fluidity, and that's finish and acceleration. You know, to be able to stay on the back hip to make sure you don't make him go across, gear down when he gears down, anticipate that he's going to pivot out, understand that the quarterback's going to look for him in the scramble drill, be able to have a scramble drill, still stay in the back hip, and then be able to accelerate and use that tremendous length. You know, so that's that, that was everything that Sauce brings to the table that's unique. Usually you see a, a guy with one or two of those, it's rare. It's very rare that you see guys with all three, right? You can say him and Patrick Sertan, you can just pencil them in for, you know, starting pro bowlers or all pros, like pretty much every single season. And, I mean, last year it was a, it was a debate who was better, Sauce or Tariq uh, Woolen. And I think this year, you know, Sauce showed you that his levels to this, just because they're both tall, linky, and fast doesn't mean that they're the same. You know, one is an imposter, not saying that Woolen is not a tremendous talent. But it's levels to this and sauces, you know, definitely you always can make the argument top five. And as some of these um, guys start to graduate out and start to decline, you know, when I, when you talk about that, when you when I say that, I talk about guys like Big Play Slay. You know, Bradbury's taking a step back. Some of the, the guys that we have penciled in as like the the um, the staples are starting to slow down. He's yet to even hit hit his peak. And we don't know how high his high is. You know, you think about Greg Newsom out there. You know, I watched Marlon Humphreys yesterday. Yep. And he's he's played at a high level, but he's starting to decline. And it happens to us all, right? But he's still very good. But you can see that he's starting to come the other way as sauces continue to ascend. You know, and, and that's the type of guys and that you start saying, okay, it's, it's his time now. This is one of the best years I've ever seen from a cornerback who doesn't have an interception through 15 games because you always think about stats sometimes. But this guy has been dominant from the get. (laughs) Revis Revis didn't have a lot of interceptions because there's not that many opportunities. And when you're on an island, people don't realize, when you're on an island, you're playing man-to-man a lot of times, 
it's not going to be opportunities for interceptions because your first priority is to make sure that the ball is batted down. Mm. You can't jump routes because if you miss it, it's nobody behind you to make the tackle. So, like, most of the time when you think about guys like, you know, Richard Sherman, you think about guys like uh, Bland, like these are guys who are jumping routes in zone because they know if they miss, it's somebody behind them, right? So, you know, it's easy to, to get more interceptions when you're reading zones and combinations because if you jump something, it's – it's not the ultimate penalty, right? But when you're one-on-one, no help on an island, you can't go for those because you have to always make sure that you secure the tackle with one hand and knock the ball with the other one, unless it's some blatant like out route. But if it's some type of vertical route. When you drive a vehicle so reliable, it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. You can't take those type of chances. We got about two minutes left. Quick scouting report on the Cleveland Browns. Are you surprised they're sitting there at 10 and 5 and the Jets are going to see old friend Joe Flacco on yeah. the other side this week? And, and, and Joe Flacco is the perfect person for Skafanski's offense, right? You talk about not boots, like where the guy's faking it and going out. You're talking about throwbacks where they're half boots and he's sitting in the pocket and he can just flick that ball with, the, with, with two fingers and take deep shots down the field. You talk about Amari Cooper, who's always been one of the mm-hmm. best route runners, always competitive, a, a stocky built, kind of like um, Steve Smith type of receiver that, you know, he can throw you off of him. He's bigger uh, than you than you think. And then on the other side, the old faithful Elijah Moore. But the problem is in Joku because he's a guy that's really playing at a high level and has come to life with Joe Flacco because of Joe Flacco's ability to throw the ball 50, 60 yards on the field, you know, without even batting an eye. You have to worry about those big chunk plays that they get. And Joe Flacco almost throwing for 400 yards and sitting down and then coming back, having to come back. It's just the tip of the iceberg. He can still do that at a high level. They're going to have to get Joe off his spot and have to get there. But to do that, they have to go through one of the most uh, diabolical uh, line coaches in all of football <laughs> who has creative ways, who has creative ways of moving the pocket just slightly for Joe but then also making sure that they have that turn protection that's tough to get through. You know what I mean? So it's going to be a hell of a challenge on a short week, you know, in the dog pound. They they're won 10, 10 games and, you know, talk about being on your fourth quarterback. And that's why you talk about how valuable the backup quarterback is. And oddly enough, Joe Flacco did make the call. <laughs> he just came full circle. Just flip it. 30 seconds. Jets offensively against this defense. The Browns bring it. What? It's going to be tough sledding. Yeah. Uh, Kai Blackman has been struggling. They're going to have to find a way to, to, to find Miles Garrett. But then it's not a playoff if you're able to contain Miles Garrett. Ladarius Smith on the other side is a guy that has played very well in this in this league and plays at a high level as well. And then Dalvin Tomlinson in the middle. But also, you know, you think about Garrett Wilson, he's going to have his hands full with um, Newsom. Newsom is their version of sauce. He plays at a very high level. He's announced himself as an elite corner for the last couple of seasons. One of the best defense, if not the best defense in all of football. Merry Christmas, brother. We'll see you next week. I think it might be the new year. Hey, man, you go get you some more eggnog. You can drink eggnog. It don't have to be Christmas, man. Take you a power nap.
Hey, Drew Scott here. And I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.